0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap.
1: Hello, listeners. I'm Steve Burnham, and we're back with Tax Wrap Podcast. It's episode, lucky episode 88 today, which is uh, nice to know. Um, in preparing for today's episode, um, I talked to uh, Andy and Lisa. Hello, guys. You're with me, of course. Hi Steve. Um, hey, Steve. A lot of acronyms flowed, as they do in Tax Talk, of course. Oh, we you love know, it, don't we? ATO, SBR, and one. one acronym that was thrown my way, API, threw me for a little while, so I had to go back and do a little bit of study and uh, found that API stands for Application Programming Interfaces, which is interesting. Basically, for those who don't know, and I I assume I'm not the only one, uh, these are tools that allow software developers to write code that interfaces with other software. In simple terms, possibly over, over simple terms, an API is a sort of agreement between two online systems so that they say to each other, if you give me this instruction, I'll perform this action or return this other information. So, oh, so it sounds a bit ah. like
2: um, a wife giving instructions to the husband when they're driving a car, That's Steve. right. And the husband
1: <laughs> dutifully follows those orders <laughs> and, and they arrive at their destination. Yeah. It's a um, GPS. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, Another acronym. There you go. Yeah. See, see what I mean? See what I have to put up with? <laughs> um In in the accounting sphere, um, the tax officers apparently, uh, Andy and Lisa were telling me that they're talking about developing APIs so that accounting software developers and businesses with their own in-house system can integrate direct-to-government lodgement capability within their own products. So Andy and Lisa, for, for practitioners, what does this mean and how does it bode for the future of the profession?
0: I think just to put it into context, Steve, I mean we've had ELS, another acronym, Electronic Lodgement Service for quite some time now and that's a very old system and it's tried to stand up to the test of time but obviously you know, every now and again you might get the odd message from um, the ATO saying, look, the system's down for maintenance and so to the frustration of uh, tax agents... Just in the middle of a transaction, this happens, yeah. That's right, so they have to live with that for a little bit of time but um, there is some light at the end of the tunnel and that's another acronym, so Standard Business Reporting or SBR is... PLS. Which POS, is yeah, POS, Practitioner, Practitioner Lodgement, Lodgement Service. service. or oh, yeah. oh, service. 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 Yeah, that's right. Even so, I get the acronyms wrong. So that's on, that's on the way. And that the hope, the great hope is that that will um, allow practitioners to be able to lodge more efficiently, but also adds an additional layer of functionality. And as you spoke about a little bit earlier, we were talking about API. And in short form, it's really... An API is really a plug-in or or a, a synthesizer for those who like uh, likes their music devices, and it's really to let one system talk to another. And ultimately the aim is that with your uh, current EOS at the moment, which is your uh, tax agent portal, uh, ultimately over time what will happen is that with SBR some of the functionality that you will find on the ATO portal will transfer across to your practice management software. So whether you're using Xero or MYOB or uh, HandySoft, over time the, the great aim is that that functionality will move across to your practice management software. So you essentially have a portal Uh, on your um, practice management software.
2: So it should aid efficiency, isn't it, Andy? So instead of going into the ATO portal and going into your practice management software, which is, you know, what you're lodging your returns with, your Mm. BASs, ITRs and all that sort of thing, you'll only, you know, know, eventually, grand scheme of things, with this move to PLS slash SPR, it'll be a lot more efficient for practitioners. Mm. So they'll only have to go into one bit of, uh, one window, one portal.
0: That's right, yeah. So Lisa and I have been fortunate enough or privileged enough to attend some of these ATO meetings. Um, the one that I attended was called the uh, pra- Practitioner um, TPS Tax Practitioner Stewardship Group, which was formerly the ATPAG, which is the uh, tax practitioner, essentially uh, just one of the ATO forums. And Lisa's gone to the
2: 2016 uh, forum. If future of the tax profession. So that's really looking at going digital. Okay, was that
1: on Tuesday this week? That was just right? yesterday. Yesterday,
2: yeah. Or whenever we want, to, yeah, yeah. Whenever we put this okay. out, so it was Tuesday and was this all week. This,
1: yeah, all this API business, <laughs> SBR thing, yeah. brought up at that. Uh,
2: yeah. So it's you basically we're given a, a, a timeline of when things are happening. So I think there's a little bit of, um, well, there's always going to be confusion, but I think the all roads lead to um, your software vendors. Mm. So always go to your software vendors. So you might have heard the terms ELS, SBR. Um, P.L.S. bandied around, Um, and there's a few little, um, so let's say, process improvements, little glitches that we need to live with and change your workflow and your practices when you're when you're moving to this new P.L.S. system. Because I'm sure all of you know that um, the E.L.S. is getting turned off on the thirty-first of March, Uh, and these little niggles are about um, making sure that you know if you've got multiple tax agent numbers uh, in your practice, you've got to make sure that the client that you're lodging. Uh, in your software matches what the ATO think it is, otherwise it'll reject it. So that's something where ELS used to sort of fix it all up in the back end. You've got to make sure this is right in the front end. And you've also got to use exactly the right um, naming of the um, another acronym, ABR site, Australian Business Register site, so you know, especially for a company, make sure it's limited if it's written out properly or L R uh, P T Y L T D dot. So you've got to make sure that all those things are right, and that's one of the little niggling, annoying things um, that is coming up with the PLS. Right. Does,
1: it, does does the response come back instantaneously though? If you have got something wrong,
2: it'll be a validation error, but okay. sometimes it's hard to work out what the validation error is. So that'll be all communicated as all the vendors have to go on to um, uh, PLS by thirty one March, but. Given that that's a little niggle, what we're talking about now is the ATO now rolling out these APIs, so the software vendors will be able to put the functionality that's in the portal at different stages into um, the software vendor software.
0: Yeah, so let, let me give you one example there, Steve. The, the ATO's given us a, a detailed timeline as to what they anticipate the additional when the additional functionality will kick in. and. And one example given here is that by December 2016, so just as an early Christmas present, um, you'll, you know, practitioners will be able to access copies of income tax returns. So not only the current year, but also previous year's tax returns. So, and that's, as we were talking about offline, So that's really a good thing for mobility because, you know, you might have um, practitioners switching from one software to another, or you might have, you might assume a new client. So you can see all their previous history by being able to access prior year tax returns. Hmm.
2: But we do have to be aware of though that this is when the ATO will release the information to the software vendors so then it will be up to them when they actually implement that into their own um, programs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so really ultimately depends on whether the software vendors see it as a good value add and whether they've got the Resourcing and personnel on hand just to uh, to to do that plug in as we. And
2: would I like think to it's just it. a really good initiative by the ATO as well that they're identifying all these things that are going to happen, and, um, that they want to happen, and then they'll engage with the software vendors to work out what you know protocols and all that sort of thing needs of to be be put in. And I think the other really important thing to be aware of is that we know as practitioners we're very frustrated with the conflict between the MyGov site and the ATO portal. Oh, yeah. So part of this will be unraveling. Um, this confusion so at the moment and the ato colin walker admitted this yesterday he says you know sometimes uh letters go to the taxpayer which should go to the tax agent Letters go to the tax agent should go to the the, the taxpayer um sometimes letters don't go to anyone sometimes letters just live in you know an in inbox of the MyGov site so all part of this is to unravel it and i think um colin referred to it as um preferencing so you'll be out of preference because right. the other big thing that i'm sure many of our listeners know about as well is that um the now let me get this right because I always used to do this when I was at KPMG as well, was that if you put yourself down as the income tax tax agent, it could push out their BAS agent. So, you know, and that caused then BAS agents to get upset because, you know, especially before we wouldn't be lodging people's BASs, they'd probably be doing it themselves or right. getting their bookkeeper or their BAS agent to do it. Um, so it's that sort of thing that'll enable, I think as they said, multiple tax agents, multiple BAS agents mm. and even in, in now the land of tax financial advisors, oh, yeah, um, the, the new, you know, the, yeah. new, the new category, yeah. um, you know, everyone can have a piece of the information that's there.
0: Yes. Yeah, so really the ATO with this preferencing thing as well, they're just, they're just trying to make sure that I've, you know, like the MyGov interaction <laughs> issues with the portal are sorted out and then they can add over time additional functionality.
1: Um, do, do you know, is this sort of development come from the ATO or is it fed from uh, feedback from practitioners and even taxpayers? They've, uh, done the they've, they've done a
2: lot of interviews. they've done a lot of interviews. About a thousand interviews of what people want, um, and people being practitioners, and taxpayers, and business owners, and small business owners, exactly what they want. Um, and this is where they've they've come up with this is the the, the timeline yeah. uh, that they they want to go forward with. I think that um, when uh, Commissioner Jordan joined he spent a lot of time doing you know my deductions my tax my this my that mm. and forgot about this terminology as we call it the intermediaries mm. um, and part of the legacy I think listeners would have already realised that we've talked about that that mygov is a, a legacy item for the whole of government from um, DHS and of course DHS don't have intermediaries so we've had oh, to course. try and sort sort that out Um yeah. Now all these acronyms, Steve. I keep a mind for now. <laughs> Department of Human Services, so all the med, all the Medicare stuff. Uh, so now, when we realise that you know, seventy seven percent of individuals. Lodge their returns, that's... Of individuals, uh, tax returns gets lodged by tax agents. Oh, yeah. And, you know, 95, 96 of businesses get lodged by tax agents. All of a sudden, um, I think the light bulb's gone off at the ATO and they've listened to us screaming, going, OK, we need to look after you guys. And so this is all part of it. So this is all part of making sure that um, even though we have a self-assessment system and the ATO still needs to allow taxpayers to self-lodge, um, they still know that, um, you know, we're the ones that we... The, the tax practitioners are the ones that um, keep the, uh, the system running smoothly. Yeah. If and, i can be so bold to say that, And,
1: and, and processes the bulk of the, uh, the tax returns for, yeah, for the country. Yeah, and
2: like, it didn't come up, I think, with our discussions with the ATO and that sort of forum. But when I look at it, you know, we have a code of conduct. You know, We have to be registered. We need to be qualified. Although Andy did see a few uh, tax agents on Airtasker, didn't no, you? I did. Airtasker? <laughs> yeah, really? I
0: was going through Airtasker on the weekend and I notice, hang on a sec, somebody wants them to do their tax return for 80 bucks and you get people saying, well, look, hang on a sec, I um, I used to prepare a couple of returns for um, uh. my mates in the past and I've got an accounting degree, but hang on a sec, we're not a registered tax agent yeah, here. So, exactly. so you do have those sorts of things on your tasker, so it's probably yeah. something that we But should. they'll get caught. But yeah. you know, I
2: just think that we're sort of the additional check for the ATO, yeah. like what we do and with all the with all our knowledge um, and all our ethics um, that come through is that, you know, sort of. I don't know what the statistics are, but you know, of the forty thousand tax agents, you know, you'd hope that we're down less than one do, percent doing things that are a little bit dodge, oh, yeah. and they get caught by the Tax Practitioners Board. Uh, so, look, you know, we're the ones that are trying to make things happen nice and smoothly for yeah, the ATO, yeah. and I think they've they've realised that and identified that now.
1: So, all, all this sort of development of the APIs, etc., was part of the uh, well cleaning up the Act, but also making the Act more efficient. It sounds.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's more, more efficient for us because, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, th- this,
1: we this sort of uh, would be in the topic of a discussion going forward. I suppose there's a ZeroCon con uh, event coming up uh, mm-hmm. soon, and actually, mm-hmm. listeners, while I'm mentioned that Tax and Super Australia will be having a stand there, so keep an eye out for us.
2: Yes, yeah, so we're at Bris Vegas on the Bris Vegas. on the eighth and ninth of. September? September? Yes, up, I was trying to something think. A week or two away. Yeah, um, exactly. I'll probably
1: mention it again next week as well, but yep. yeah, keep an eye out for that. But um, yes, my point being that uh, software developers like Zero and all the others that you mentioned, Andy, um, must be frantically getting ready for this, and then tax practitioners have got to come on board. In the not too distant future, after March, did you say? Yeah. Gee.
2: Yeah. So this is um, this is the relationship that um, the practitioners will have with their software developers, and that's the that's the strongest one I think you need yeah, apart that, from us.
0: <coughs> that's right, and over time, you'd like to think that um, tax agents can rely on their practice
1: management software, and the tax
0: agent portal is really a fallback. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, fascinating. Um, now I know what API means, and my knowledge has become a little bit richer. Um, thanks again listeners for tuning in and we'll be back with you next week